yesterday, December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Hey everybody, welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. Today, we have a special episode we wanted to bring you guys all about Pearl Harbor Day, since it is December 7th. This is how many years ago? Well, let's see, December 7th, 1941, mm-hmm. and this is 2021, mm-hmm. so let's do Common Core Math. Hold on. No. I'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so 80 years ago. Right. Well, and, and, it, and it's interesting because we really wanted to do this special episode. So your sister was born on Pearl Harbor Day, yep. so happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to my big sis. Uh-huh. But I thought it was interesting because Winston Churchill, he said, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And I think I'm not sure that our history is being taught. (laughs) Yeah, uh, especially this kind of history. It's profoundly important Mm -hmm. that we understand why these things happened. And um, it's interesting. We always just thinking we were just watching um, Fox Nation their yeah. new channel yeah. the other day. And we were watching the Tucker Carlson series on January 6th. Uh-huh. And then we were poking around and saw the, what was it? Christmas, 1941. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. About FDR and um, Churchill, Churchill mm-hmm. coming over and Churchill also gave a speech yeah. uh, on the floor of the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to share um The president's speech from the floor of the Senate, it's a very famous speech that you heard there at the beginning, but it's, it's really much more impactful if you listen to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So what we have, of course, because we're history nerds, we have the whole, (laughs) the whole original radio broadcast. (laughs) So it is really fascinating to listen to. It is fascinating. It's very compelling. Please listen through to the end. But um, before that, let's give a little history. of what led up to this. Mm -hmm. So I pulled this from a website called pearlharboroahu.com. Okay. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of websites that give, what I wanted was a timeline Mm -hmm. of the Pearl Harbor attack. And um, so let me read from this. Um, The United States had a political and economical fascination with China and East Asia, a tri Tripartite at pact, mutual military assistance was created by Hitler between Japan, Germany, and Italy in September of 1940. These three nations produced what is known as Axis One. So this is the Axis powers. Mm -hmm. The Western forces put an embargo on shipments of oil as well as other raw material to Japan as peace talks were lessening during the summertime of 1941. Okay, so this is what's leading up to it. This embargo was viewed as a menace by the Japanese government. The resource-wealthy territories of Southeast Asia were all appropriated by Japan. Uh, In other words, they invaded them. All Indochina was occupied by Japan within that year. War with Japan was becoming inevitable. 
To immobilize the United States Navy before the start of the war, Admiral Isoroku Yamamoto, commander in the Jap- of the Japanese fleet, produced an unpredicted attack after realizing that the threat of off of the offshore fleet what it posed to Japan. Um, six aircraft carriers using more than 420 planes, several fast battleships, cruisers, destroyers, and tankers were used to fuel the ships round for the round journey. Admiral Yamamoto started practicing the special tactics that could be found in the attack in the year of 1941. The Naval General Staff of Japan gave final approval for Yamamoto's plan in October of the same year. Okay, they departed Japan, uh, Tank Grand Bay, inside the Kurile Islands for Pearl Harbor, November 26th, 1941. Okay. So it's taking them days to get here. Right. All right. So fast forward now to December 7th, 3.42 a.m. The U.S. minesweeper Condor spots something in the water within the entrance of Pearl Harbor during patrol less than two miles out. The officer on the deck spots a periscope from a sub just 50 yards to the port bow. Mm. A blinker message Quote, sighted submerged submarine on a westerly course, speed nine knots, was transmitted by the Condor for the destroyer Ward. Okay, that's 3.42 a.m. 6 a.m., a preliminary attack wave heads to south, south to Pearl Harbor when Commander Mitsuo Fuchida leads Japan on an air attack Torpedo planes, high-level bombers, dive bombers, and fighters included in the initial attack wave. Japanese pilots reconfirmed their navigation after using a Honolulu radio station's music, just like a guiding beam. Another attack wave comparable to the size of the first attack was introduced in the carrier's hangar decks and sent off to Oahu's southern shore, too. Okay. 45 minutes later, 6.45 a.m., the soldiers were commanded to open fire by the captain in the ward, Lieutenant William W. Outerbridge. The initial shot misses, but the second strikes the submarine, sinking it. So, oh gosh, almost three hours mm-hmm. went by. Yeah. Well, the, this, so they must have been tailing this sub. Um, so the planes are inbound, mm-hmm. and they finally then take out this submarine, having no idea what's inbound. An hour later, 7.40 a.m., uh, Commander Mitsuo Fuchida ordered, orders his telegraph operator to tap Tora, Tora, Tora. Now, there's a there's a Pearl Harbor movie called Tora, Tora, Tora. Oh, there is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's, a, it's an older movie. Um Tora, 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 attack, surprise achieved when the initial wave in the Japanese aircraft attack arrives on Oahu. In addition to the individuals on Ford Island that started the attack, dive bombers started hitting airfields around 7.55. The goal of the synchronized attacks was to destroy the American planes before they may rise to intercept. The battleships around Ford Island and what's called Battleship Row were targeted, The attack damaged and sank several ships beside Ford Island within a couple of minutes. The USS West Virginia, the USS Oklahoma, 
and the USS Arizona all sank, but the USS Arizona suffered heavy loss. The forward ammunition magazine of the ship was ignited when an armor-piercing blast hit it. The USS California, USS Nevada, USS Tennessee, and USS Maryland all suffered damage, and 1,177 crewmen lost their lives around the Arizona alone. Mm. 8.54 a.m., second wave of 78 dive bombers, 35 fighters, and 54 high-altitude bombers attacked the battleship Pennsylvania and bombed three destroyers within the Navy Yard Dry Pier. The USS Nevada was also targeted. 10 o'clock a.m., Japanese planes started going to the aircraft carriers after the attacks finished and started hitting gasoline tankers, as well as other facilities which will later help America to win World War II. Um, Japanese commanders deemed the attack a success and made another strike at 1 p.m. Over 2,400 military personnel and 68 civilians were killed in the attacks, and over 1,100 military personnel and civilians were wounded. 188 aircraft destroyed, 159 damaged, 21 ships sunk or damaged inside the offshore fleet. Japan lost only 29 planes. They lost also five midget subs and 65 servicemen. Wow. President Roosevelt addressed Congress on December 7th, 1941. Actually, it was December 8th. Mm -hmm. And the United States officially entered World War II. Yeah. I found the movie Tora, Tora, Tora. Yes. 1970. Okay. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of movies about Pearl Harbor we were talking about it this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Bay did one. It was probably 10, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Called Pearl Harbor. And for a Michael Bay film, it's it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a newer film. He's he's matured in his. So if you don't know who Michael Bay is, he's responsible for all the Transformers movies yeah. and um, movies like The Rock and Armageddon mm-hmm. and Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. And, you know he's. He's famous for uh, high action um, action films, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of times short on storyline. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you go back to, and we'll put a link to this, if you go back to our episode 92, mm-hmm. which was the Memorial Day special that we did yeah, with a recording that we did with Staff Sergeant Dick Gaster. Mm-hmm. Um, his story begins talking about, he said, he says, you know, I heard about it on the radio, read about it in the newspaper and I thought, well, that'll never affect me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that this made it into the recording, but he told me about getting the draft letter, Yeah, getting drafted. As soon as the U S entered the war, the draft was enacted and that's what sent people like him into the war. So Mm -hmm. episode 92 is a man by the name of staff Sergeant Dick Gaster, who flew 35 missions over Europe as a waste gunner and a B 24 liberator. It is a fascinating story. Mm -hmm. He actually was in a crash, but it wasn't in combat. Right. It was in Arizona (laughs) in training. Training. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but he, he survived, he survived, uh, 35 missions and history is fascinating. Yeah. So with that, let's give a listen to 
the full radio broadcast of FDR's speech to Congress declaring war on Japan. The capital of the United States, December 8th, 1941. Today, the Congress of the United States convenes in a solemn joint session, a session that will hear the President of the United States deliver his message that will ask for a declaration of war with Japan. The House chamber, always looking small and overcrowded, has today attained a dignity that overcomes even the great girders that temporarily support the glass roof of the chamber. The gallery started filling early this morning and, of course, are now packed. To witness this historic occasion for most of the dignitaries and officials of the Capitol. At 12 o'clock, the Speaker of the House, Sam Rayburn, called the House to order after a brief prayer by the chaplain of the House, Dr. James Sherrill Montgomery. The House passed the resolution which provided for the joint session and then recessed until the call of the chair, which is expected shortly before 12.30. The Supreme Court at this time, I believe, is walking into the chamber and the cabinet is also coming in at this time. And so after they come in, the president of the United States will arrive. And at that time, we intend to turn you over to the speaker's platform. We take you now to the speaker's platform as the president is arriving. Senators and representatives, I have the distinguished honor of presenting the president of the United States. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation and at the solicitation of Japan was still in conversation with its government and its emperor looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. Indeed, one hour after Japanese Air Squadrons had commenced bombing in the American island of Oahu. The Japanese ambassador to the United States and his colleague delivered to our Secretary of State a formal reply to a recent American message. And while this reply stated that it seemed useless to continue the existing diplomatic negotiations. It contained no threat or hint of war or of armed attack. It will be recorded that the distance of Hawaii from Japan 
makes it obvious that the attack was deliberately planned many days or even weeks ago. During the intervening time, the Japanese government has deliberately sought to deceive the United States by false statements and expressions of hope for continued peace. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. Yesterday, the Japanese government also launched an attack against Malaya. Last night, Japanese forces attacked Hong Kong. Last night, Japanese forces attacked Guam. Last night, Japanese forces attacked the Philippine Islands. Last night, the Japanese attacked Wake Island. And this morning, the Japanese attacked Midway Island. Japan has therefore undertaken a surprise offensive extending throughout the Pacific area. The facts of yesterday and today speak for themselves. The people of the United States have already formed their opinions and well understand the implications to the very life and safety of our nation. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense. But always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory.
hostilities exist. There is no blinking at the fact that our people, our territory, and our interests are in grave danger. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbonding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. I ask that the Congress declare that since the unprovoked and dastardly attack by Japan on Sunday, December 7, 1941, a state of war has existed between the United States and the Japanese Empire. Listening in and making it all the way to the end. We love history. We love to share these episodes with you guys. If you want to find more information, you can visit fearlessfeatures.org to learn more about our ministry. It's also a great place for you to search the archives of this podcast. Have a wonderfully blessed day as we remember those who have fought and died to pay the ultimate price for us to have our freedoms. We couldn't do what we do without those who have gone before us. So enjoy your day and remember Pearl Harbor Day, 1941.